Hello, Daniel. Hello, Gavin. So, I've heard the IGN UK podcast is changing a little bit. What? I hate change. Don't worry. Fear not. Good. If you listen to the IGN UK podcast, nothing will change. You'll still be able to download it every Friday, like always. Good. But... Good. That's good. But, Daniel, <laughs> the thing that is changing is... If you do like the show and you want to watch it a little bit earlier, we're going to be putting the video out on a Tuesday. So if you want to get your IGN fixed a little bit earlier, you can. If you don't, you can just, and you listen to all the audio, you'll be getting it on a Friday as usual. Nothing will change for you. And of course, you can watch that on IGN.com, the YouTube channel, which we have, uh, the PS4 app. What else? What else have we got? Xbox One? Is that a thing? Yeah, all them. You can watch them on all of those. How lucky are you to be an IGN fan? Pretty lucky, Daniel. What do you think? Yeah. Nah. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gavin Murphy and today I'm joined by the lovely... Alex Simmons. And also the also lovely... Mm, okay, nah. thank you. Equally Daniel. lovely. My own name, Daniel yeah. Cooper. Thank Dan. you. How are you guys doing? This is the first one after Christmas. Uh, yeah, it's good. Apart yeah. from the one we pre-recorded that went out on News Day. Yeah, but that doesn't count. I don't, okay. I don't Do you ruin that's, the that's illusion? Not, ruin not, the illusion. Not, well, they know we're not recording on Christmas Day or <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> Why not? Well, New, New Year's Eve is technically a working day. Is it? Yeah. Shit. We know in work. <laughs> yeah. I was doing. I didn't see it. Doing the stuff, but what? What do you all get for Christmas? I think we, one thing we all got was Lego. Yeah, I got loads of Lego. What'd you get? I got Kylo Ren shuttle. I got um, the Emperor's throne room. Little wall like a toilet, doesn't it? Emperor's throne room. Yeah. <laughs> That's how his face melted. He's got the Imperial, <laughs> Imperial Guard holding Imperial it. Roll. <laughs> on his stuff. I just pictured the Emperor like getting out after a really long shit and like his legs have gone to sleep. He's like, shit. I don't know what you're going to say though. It's all down his legs. Um, do you prefer the toilet roll facing against the wall? Like oh, the, the sheet? No, it's going to be It's a way, it's isn't it? Yeah. Some monster said prefers facing the wall. It's like, why? What monster is that? Unhygienic. Unhygienic. <laughs> Not that it's much That's more you know the, the, the dark side is still Do you ever around. sometimes um, fold the edge so it's like you're in a hotel? So uh, I've got a cleaner who does that. <laughs> it's just so I do. And my daughter thinks it's the best thing in the world because like she Aww. comes uh, every Thursday. Yeah. And it's Sc Scarlet's highlight. In fact, she won't go to the toilet downstairs because she wants to keep the point in the toilet roll <laughs> for as long as possible. I don't know. I, I, I did what say that I can fold it. What, what, happens, <laughs> what happens when she goes to a hotel that has no other toilet? <laughs> Sink? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> to be honest, we don't stay in posh hotels as a family. Okay. So we go, we're, we're kind of premier in. Your home is your hotel. And you don't get pointed toilet rolls in. Don't they point them in premier in? Well, they might do. No. Mm, no. Interesting. What Lego did you get? Uh, I also got the Wally set, which yeah. I haven't built yet, which I need to. Um, I got, I bought, I got a Lego voucher, so I bought a lot myself. Nice. Um, I got the little resistance fighter, which is series three of the um, micro fighters thing. Yeah. Uh, Ray Speeder. Awesome. Uh, and then also the new set, which is called Attack on Hoth. Or is okay. it Hoth Attack? Okay. One of those. <clears throat> Basically, it's one of the cannons that you get with yeah. a little Han Solo with his kind of big <clears throat> Parker on and stuff. I want that. That sounds really good. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think it might be inspired by Battlefront because yeah. they've done a few sets like that. Bizarrely, I bought a very similar set off eBay, yeah. uh, which came out in 2012. I bought mm. that like two months ago. And then, and then they announced that. That's a chat we should have one week. Favourite yeah. coats in fiction. Yeah. 
Han Solo's park is pretty good. That's pretty cool. Last year, I mean, I, th- I think I banged out of it on this podcast, but TV just Narcos. had the best jackets. Like, Narcos has amazing <laughs> you, jackets. You did man. talk about Narcos uh, jackets. Quite a lot, yeah. So what um, did you get? I just got Kylo Ren ship. Um, that's what I got, and I really liked it. Um, but did you watch uh, Inside Lego at Christmas? I, well, I think we all did. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Like, when they're talking about, like, how they came up, like, going to the sets and stuff like that, yeah. it's really, really good. Um, but, yeah, we were talking about something yesterday. Like, you noticed, like, the wings on Kylo Ren's ship don't actually move like they do in the film. Yeah, well, I didn't realise that. Obviously, yeah. they kind of fold out, don't they? Yeah, which is a, re- it's a really cool mechanic, and it's got a cool yeah. little, like, lever and thing to it. And it looks, when you do it, it looks really sweet. Yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't, that's not what it looks like in the film at all. Which I think is a real shame, but then you explain... Well, yeah, I, I assume it's because they, like, obviously security is really tight around the Star Wars production. I think they were invited really early on, because it takes a yeah. long while to, like, develop these sets sure. and actually just make them, package them, yeah. distribute them in time for Christmas. Or in time for September when they yeah. were released. So I think they might have been shown a model. It's like, oh, this is what Kylo Ren, the bad guy ship, is going to be look like. Yeah. And they've not seen animatics of it actually moving yeah. or any of the like actual visuals, like the yeah. special effects work, because some of it might not have even been done at the time. Yeah. So they just go, oh, the rigid winds. They might not have known they've moved out. Yeah. Similarly, there's a, an entire snow speeder set. Yeah from a sequence that got cut from the movie. Yeah. Well, obviously, they thought that was going to be one of the main vehicles. They're yeah. like, look at this big action sequence all centered on these snow speeders. Yeah. Everyone will want one of them. Yeah. It's like, it's really weird. In the run-up to Force Awakens, kind of forgot after the movie, and so like a week later, Empire revealed a new character that was in the movie called Constable Zuvia. Yeah. And it was one of the first really action figures. Yeah. Yeah. One of the first action figures released um, um, for the movie as well. He's nowhere in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere in the movie. You'd be gutted if you so, were there, wouldn't you? Because he's not in the movie, but he only exists in toy form. Hmm. What's the What's the canonical status of that? Yeah, I don't know. Unless he's what's the make canonical re- status of deleted scenes? Because even though yeah. the snow speeder scene isn't in the movie, no, it does don't. happen. Yeah. It, you only you can only take what you've actually got. But then because they, they pull up, they, they pull up in a snow speeder. Yeah. Mm, Unless, like, I guess the question is, how, did they actually shoot those scenes, or were they just kind of part of the original? I think they might have shot the snow speed scene. Right. I think they might have shot a scene where Kylo Ren goes onto the Millennium Falcon, but yeah. not. Like, the they, they must sh- have shot the stuff with the 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 whatever his name Zubia. is. Zuvio. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Apparently, when you see Ray accosted by the two guys trying to get BBA, yeah. yeah, Constable Zuvio then comes on the case, and apparently, I think I'm right in saying. She doesn't meet up with Finn until like the day after, right? But the way they've cut that scene, it looks or, like or they reshot yeah. it, yeah. Like it's a really clever bit of editing if they meet instead of reshooting it, actually, and they they like it marries up. If right. you think about what actually happens in that scene, so spoilers if you haven't seen it, but if you think about what happens in that scene where he rushes, he rushes over to like save it, yeah. but then he stands back. So actually, yeah. he's not in that scene. So yeah. that's actually quite clever. His reaction yeah. works in the context yeah. of that, but it could be equally in reaction to something else yeah. where yeah, she's yeah, yeah. like helping herself because that defines her character for a large part of that film just doing stuff by herself so yeah. it could kind of play against a lot of things yeah. oh smart but yesterday something was leaked Lego wise <coughs> what was it Daniel? yeah so um, it is a set that's coming out in February already rumoured because Lego's official account tweeted a picture of Adam West Batman okay. a few months ago uh, it is a full 1960s Batman Cave, Batcave, Batcave yeah. and yeah. Wayne Manor. Yeah. yeah, get loads of minifigs. You get like you get Bruce Wayne yeah. and Dick Grayson as well as Batman and Robin. You get yeah. Alfred, I think Batgirl, and then loads of villains including the Joker and Riddler. Yeah, yeah. and you get the Batcopter. Yeah. you get the Batbike, and you get the Batman classic sixties. That, that's the thing that I love the most about it because I didn't see that until I saw the, the sort of other picture that was leaked of it. Yeah, that looks amazing. Yeah, and um, also the thing that I love about it is that you've got Wayne Manor up yeah. the top. 
and then the kind of little bat pole that goes down that leads yeah. down to the bat cave. It's an awesome set. They're really good at making, um, like the DC ones are really good, like the stuff that we've got, they're really good at making play sets that I actually yeah. enjoy because usually I'm not going to be arsed with play sets. Yeah, I'm not a fan of play sets. The ones sets that they make actually would work by themselves or if you were a kid and you want to play with them, you could yeah. actually do what it as well. What's particularly cool about this and recently the, the huge Ghostbusters HQ they released is because they are so successful now mm. and so big, and they can charge a premium. It's like they can make these sets that are, you know, don't appeal to children. Like, yeah. no kids want in really Batman 60s Lego. No. Or, or that's not the way Batman. Like I was to you, like, Ghostbusters, they're, they're going to be more au fait with the new Ghostbusters coming out later this year. Yeah, rather so. than the classic Ghostbusters yeah. that, you know, we yeah. all love. But for also, the, 275 quid for the yeah, Ghostbusters Alex, set. I don't think you're, like, ascribing enough value to a Rick Moranis minifix. <laughs> I bet you, I haven't checked on eBay, I bet they are a fortune on eBay right yeah. now. People always do that. Buy the expensive sets, strip yeah. the minifigs out, flog them separately. Mm. Well, I, I saw, like, we kept seeing, like, the Millennium Falcon on eBay and stuff like that. I was monitoring yeah. it. Yeah. And, like, I think to buy was, like, 160 quid, uh, the Force Awakens one. But with all, no minifigs in it. It's, yeah. like, 80 quid you can pick it up for. Yeah. So if you don't care about having the minifigs, then... Well, it's the same with the Tumblr. Yeah. Because uh, you get that exclusive Joker. Ah, okay. That's super expensive. Yeah. Um, you might as well just buy the Tumblr. Quite you said you've actually been buying minifigs, right? Not like minifigs themselves. No, okay, I've been right. buying the sets. Like right. again, this is all tying into my my Lego vision, right. which we'll talk about momentarily. Okay, cool. So we thought then we would talk about what is if if like design and money were no object, what would be your dream Lego set, Alex? Okay, so so it's a dream, but it's I'm going to turn it into reality if my um, wife lets me that's, okay. that's quite a big I don't one. think Martin Luther King qualified <laughs> it like <laughs> I have a dream for the future of the, of the black people if my wife lets me yeah so uh, one of my favourite scenes throughout the whole of the kind of Star Wars films is obviously the Hoth attack scene yeah. and now there's loads of stuff there have been I don't know four attacks maybe even more mm. I think I've got three snow speeders alone, different like types of snow speeders, and now I've got three of the different kind of gun cannons. But what I want to do is build everything together and create one huge diorama. So you're talking about making your own? Well, nobody else has yeah. built it. So the custom Lego scene is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, there's a 10,000-piece Millennium Falcon, which so it's twice the size of the UCS Falcon oh, that came shit. out. And not only does it have the detail of, obviously, the kind of the living quarters and the cockpit, if you take off all the tops, it's got all the wiring. And it's basically rigged up. It's lit everywhere. It's insane. What? I think, I think the people that made it are called Titan or something. Anyway, okay, yeah. Google Titan um, Millennium Falcon Lego. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Anyway, back to this. So using the Lego <laughs> Atat as yeah. your kind of base size. Okay. Because I've got two Atats at home. So they would be, so I need a third for them to kind of be yeah. attacking over here. You'd have Rebel Base. Uh, and it would be all of the interior of the Rebel Base. So you'd have kind of all, all the kind of control center with yeah. the screens. You'd have snow speeders and the X-Wing and obviously the Falcon over there. Round over, somewhere over there, you'd have the Wampa Cave. Uh, and bringing the whole of Hoth together. That's good. But that's going to cost... <laughs> you need an extra room. Absolute, it's probably a loft project. Yeah, mm. I, that's it. Like, that's your train set. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, then once and it, I think... Once it's built, Probably though, over time... We just hang out in it. You hang out in it. You're like, there it is. I guess it's, it's a it's bit It's never like, finished. You can always buy more white bricks. Yeah. It's a bit like the city in the Lego movie, yeah. right? Mm. That kind of thing. Imagine that. It would be amazing. That would be so good. So that's my dream. But I don't want somebody to make it. I want to make yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I think you definitely should make it. Like, so it's going to be like your life's work now. Yeah. I can, I, well, you need a project. 
Hopefully, it's something I'll achieve before I die. How about that? Well, you should get it. In the same way the people on the Lego program make yeah. giant like, cakes for Christmas. Big, big yeah. white cake in the living I'd big, rather. This is more timeless. A big white monolith in your living room. That's there is Christmassy. A, I, saw, I saw this morning um, there is a job going on Lego for like uh, designer in the UK. Really? Yeah. Just send them your Hoth ideas. But it's, it's one of those things that like Lego is something I enjoy doing in my spare time. Yeah. And if you start doing it as a job, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it won't strip away some of the fun, but I feel like well, it actually, might. this bloody job has. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> actually, Brandon, we had some devs in uh, yesterday, and one of that we started talking about Lego because obviously we've got a lot yeah. of Lego here, and they were saying that they were talking to some people who worked at Lego, and apparently, like obviously they hadn't seen the show or anything, but it was yeah. like it's corporate as hell. I'm like, sure. Yeah, believe, yeah. Right? Like what, I wanted to believe it's like a you know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory type thing. Nah. But that's no, not. I bet, like within it, maybe there's pockets of fun jobs. Mm. Like yeah. if you're a junior designer and you just like make this snow spit, that's probably not too bad. Yeah. But I bet, yeah, every like marketing, like rights acquisition and stuff like that, they've got been. They must have been ruthless to get all these sure. yeah. licenses over the last ten, twenty years. Yeah. So you think they're evil? I don't think they're evil. No. I'm not going to say that because they were just being declared one of the ten most powerful brands in the world. <laughs> Knock at the door. A, you know, there's a, you know, there's a little red dot on you. Imagine that red brick. <laughs> you got a red brick on you, mate. All right, what's your dream uh, Lego set? Uh, mine says Mega Blocks on the running order. Are you having a laugh, mate? I didn't write it. You having a laugh, That's mate? You having a laugh? Banter. What do you think I am? Uh, right. Imagine it. Okay. Okay. Jurassic Park Visitor Center. Okay. Nice. So, um, See, I didn't put any Jurassic Park in mind because I thought because there's so many designs out there, but this is a good. Imagine one. the exterior. So you've yeah. got all like little like turrets and st- like little cone things that has on the roof. Yeah. You got little tracks. So you get two vehicles that come along. The really nice um, green, yellow, and red jeeps. Yeah. Inside, you can open it up. So inside, you'd have like little like dioramas. So you'd have the kitchen with the Raptors with Lex and Tim. Yeah. Nice. You could have the central atrium where you've got um, like the fossils the hanging. Because yeah. there's in, on Lego Ideas, somebody submitted like a fossil design okay. for right. like museums, which yeah. they quite like those educational tinge yeah, sets. Yeah. So you, they look quite good. You can make skeletons quite well through Lego. And then that's where you could have the T-Rex and like the banner. Yeah. yeah. And that means you could have Velociraptors in there as well. Yeah, coming down. A bit. You can move them about. Also like... That's that, the point. It's the toy. Is it going to be like finished or is it going to be like with the scaffolding like no it's going it's going to be scaffolding in jp1 isn't it jp1 (laughs) (laughs) jurassic park yeah (laughs) um scaffold i'll give that to the design i'd want to see drafts of it okay and then i want it to be like encased so like if the whole back swings open in two parts yeah kind of like the quickie mar Oh, yeah, so you can yeah, close yeah. it all up and it looks like the visitor And then it's a standalone. And then also piece. you can yeah. have the bit with like um, the lab yeah. where you've got little Henry Wu and a little egg. Yeah. And then you've got the ride where they all sit down and they can watch Mr. DNA. And you also get Mr. DNA in the set who's made Ooh. out of studs and, and little like flat ones. Nice. He'd be quite big. Yeah, it'd be massive. It'd be bigger than the visitor <laughs> center. Let's not focus on this detail. <laughs> Uh, I like it. I mean, yeah, that's it. That sounds really good. But that's what I like about the the sand crawler as a set is that it all closes up and looks like a kind of display piece. Yeah. But then you open up and then it's kind of more of a play set. Oh, which that's is, quite cool. Which is cool. But again, that's two hundred and fifty quid. That's a lot. So my one is Camp Crystal Lake from the Friday Thirteenth series. So when you said Camp Crystal Lake, I thought it was genuinely a Lego friend set because that's the kind of thing that you expect. <laughs> Whereas the, you know these teenage girls go, I don't know, kayaking across yes, there. We're like, we're, like, we're like a dog in a pram. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought. Fair enough. So I thought you could have because um, it's not like, that much 
Like, as you said, like, you know, these... <laughs> I thought, uh, it's not much you can build in it. No, because, uh, as you said, like, you know, these sets are being made. Uh, like, kids probably don't want, like, a 1960s yeah. Batman set. So why aren't they going the other way with it and gone, right, if, they're gonna, if we're going to make adult stuff, we're going to make fully adult stuff. Well, you're like, you're like people with severed limbs and blood spurting everywhere. Not necessarily that. I Imagine think... like an alien set with like, you know, <sighs> chest bursters and stuff like and that. The Stromo. That'd be amazing. UCS. That'd be awesome. UCS that would be Stromo. cool. Oh my God, yeah. Um, so you come in, you've got the welcome sign. You've got the Crystal Lake, uh, Camp Crystal Lake welcome sign. Yeah. Uh, with like the little bits of, uh, there'd be a lot of trees in that. that that's like its own little thing. Uh, which leads on then to the main cabin. Yeah, um, which you get all. It really sounds like stuff. a Lego friend set. It really does. <laughs> Even like when you're describing it, uh, which leads to a nice jetty. Okay. <laughs> it's very bitty. Nice, very bitty. Nice no, but it's one of those things where, like, you know, like the um, what was I thinking of? Like the uh, Ewok set, kind of, but more like um, you know the Jurassic World, um, the main like raptors or the, the yep. Indominus Rex enclosure. Yeah. It's kind of like that. So everything is a little bit close up. You can open it up and it's right. wide, but then you can also put it together. Okay. Um, and then you've also got a little rowing boat uh, that you can put like, next to the jetty. Uh, but this is where it really comes into its own because you get a lot of minifigs with it. Okay. This is where it comes into its own. Yeah. So you get Mrs. Voorhees. Spoiler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not spoiling a 1980 film. You spoil that movie now. <laughs> um, you get Alice, who's the main survivor of Friday the 13th. Uh, you get Jack, who's played by Kevin Bacon. I like that. Yeah. Crazy Ralph. Uh, as in a couple of Friday the 13th. So then the Jason ones, you get disfigured, like, young Jason, so he can come out and, like, grab the boat. So he'll be hanging onto the boat, yeah. um, which would be quite good. Nice little diorama for you. Uh, you get sheet or potato bag Jason, oh. uh, but then that comes off. So these can all, all these different Jasons can exist at the same time? Two different Jasons exist at the same time. Baby Jason. <laughs> Baby Jason. <laughs> Baby Jason. And potato bag. Potato bag, but that comes off, and you can put the hockey mask on then if you want. So you, alter- oh, you can. Alter- you can, yeah, you yeah. can. Oh, you get that. Smashing up all the Friday the yeah. <laughs> And like the space one as well. That's space one. No, not the space one. That's not in, that's not in my design at all. But that's my one. Let's get it made. Have you seen some of the stuff on Lego Ideas that's been made, that's, been, that's gone through this year? So it's in the stage. Discussions. Yeah, the best one is, is a giant Indominus Rex. Which looks really, really good. Jurassic Park Vehicles actually got through. Has it? it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Victorian Christmas Village. It's a high sell now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, some, we were looking at some of the old UCS sets, mm. like the, the Darth Maul <laughs> bust, which is just horrendous. Like, just how it ever got like through like wow. approval. Well, the little Yoda one where he looks like a little, just like a little Norwegian troll. Yeah. <laughs> because Without his teeth. Because I would want to build a bus. That seems well, no, like it'd be really because it like, like it, just, it doesn't build. flatter it either. Like no. it doesn't do anything. It sits there. It's all obviously it's blocks. So it's all yeah. kind of jaggy. So it works for more kind of mechanical things. It just doesn't work. Do you ever get one yeah. of those three D puzzles? No, I yeah. didn't actually. Like three yeah. D jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember when we talked about that. I had Darth Vader one. Mm. Yeah, it's like there, like slot, like cross sections yeah. of him and around a pole. Oh no, I don't think I had that. Did you actually do it? Yeah. Ooh. Well, there we are. Those are our dream There wasn't sets. much more to that, right. let's, I admit. Let's get them made. So let's move on to some of the good stuff this week. We have been watching Making a Murderer. I said watching, watched. It's done. It's a documentary series that's on well, I haven't Netflix. Seen you haven't. I'm going to. Which is why we're not going to spoil anything. Yeah. Um, it's really, really good. It's one of these things where you see a story and the more it unfolds, you can't believe that it's actually happened in real life. Mm. And also, you know, as a consequence, it's ha- made a horrible consequences to like a lot of people's lives yeah. um, it's just, like you're watching and you think it's hard to watch a documentary and not you're obviously getting all the time you're going to get one 
big side. Yeah. So you're kind of like trying to think, oh, well, there's obviously another side to this, but I don't even know what other side could be to this. Right. Unless all the stuff that he's accused of, he actually did. Right. But you come out of it really thinking he's probably innocent, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say anything because I think anything's... (laughs) A bit of spoiler. Okay, yeah. But you should watch it. It's, on, it's all on Netflix right now. Lots of people are talking about it. Yeah, watch, yeah. Watch it was it kind of the, the yeah. main talking point over Christmas, which yeah. is weird because I, I hadn't really heard of it at yeah. all before that. And then suddenly everyone's speaking about it. Yeah. I um, think it's just like... like tr- Netflix has a habit of that. It's yeah. kind of... like Their certainly pedigree in the last kind of 12 months has been exceptional. Mm. Um, I can't then think some, of a tough show that they've done. But then sometimes you do hear... Like, I guess it's easier to market something like Dear Devil and stuff. But I felt like sure. that was everywhere. Um, in the run-up to yeah. it, yeah. yeah Whereas yeah, yeah. this, it just kind of came out. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of happens with like true crime <clears> stuff, where people like latch onto it. Like what happened with Serial? Like a couple, like a couple of episodes went out, and then it became just this giant thing then that everyone's yeah, yeah, into because yeah. you yeah. want to find out. It's just that it's just that kind of story, isn't it? Where you like you want to f- see what happens at the end of it. Yeah. And what, with murder stuff and true crime stuff, I think yeah. that's really big. But as you haven't seen it, yeah. and as maybe people haven't seen it so we don't want to spoil it what we have done is come up with a list of stuff that you could watch if you have finished Making a Murderer or if you haven't watched it you can watch these after you've watched Making a Murderer or watch it before it doesn't matter here's <laughs> <laughs> some, some, some stuff that exists <laughs> <laughs> so here we go Kruba could you want to take one of these each with each other so uh, the other thing is so I've not seen Making a Murderer I've okay. not seen any of these either so, really but no not, not awesome. a single one so but I'd be well up for kind of getting into the kind of genre because as you say it's, it sounds yeah. interesting there's some really good stuff out there so I've put Serial Series 1 at the top um, because that's something that everyone can get for free straight mm. away and it's, it's still really really good listen like you said do you listen through twice do you say that no. oh, I was talking to somebody who's just recently like re-listened to it and said you pick up a lot more of it and you know it's a story of a high school teen who's uh, in prison for murder yeah. and years later they sort of uncover this journalist goes back to sort of re-examine the case and things like that um, it, it kind of like gripped everyone like last year um, everyone kind of went bonkers for it the second yeah, series yeah. out at the moment is very different but the first series is still really good and what did you think of the ending without spoiling of Serial yeah like do you think it was satisfying like I actually quite liked the ending a lot of people didn't a lot of people thought I, well, it was going to be well okay I think this feeds into a bigger issue with a lot of these um, documentaries and films and projects yeah. is you watch them and there's moments where you go that is an amazing moment yeah. I would yeah. not believe that if it was scripted yeah. but I have to believe it by virtue of it being real <laughs> yeah. yeah where it deviates from that expectation is the ending yeah because right. real life doesn't have endings yeah, like yeah real life is messy and it's like interminable these yeah. things go on for years just because like a lot of these documentaries are made over like 10 20 years or yeah. they're like dipping into archives so it's easy for someone to come along and go right we can apply we can make a narrative we, we can yeah, make yeah. The, this a first act second act yeah. third act but then the third act is where it untangles because it's like things are still not finished yeah. or we don't yeah. know the answer yeah. Yeah. Um, like one I'd add to this even though it's not a documentary it's a film but it's very influenced by documentaries I think is Zodiac yeah oh that made a film and brilliant David Fincher film it's long have you seen it no it's absolutely it's brilliant, brilliant. Um, it, it's intense great performances from Jake Gyllenhaal Robert Downey Jr Mark yeah. Ruffalo tracking a serial killer in San Francisco you should watch it on the flight when you go to San Francisco <laughs> I'll do that and <laughs> it's really dark but it's about a real life case that was never solved yeah, yeah. and it's just 
you know, that is with that one, that's not a spoiler. No. Yeah. And it's just like it's also it's super close to like maddening. source material as well. Like yeah. they they really they don't it barely goes off in like any Hollywood directions really. Um, right. Because like the main guy uh, who Jake Gyllenhaal plays was really involved with the making of the film. Um, there's even like a, a giant documentary <clears throat> that they put together as well about all the stuff. Like just to say, look, this is real stuff you know, on the Blu-ray as well. Yeah. yeah Actually, um, with a lot of these things, I like, listen to serial. Yeah. Not you know, well, any of these things like drives me mad thinking that killers are out there you don't know who they are yeah. like people do get away with murder people literally get away with murder yeah. and they're out there yeah. I don't think I could be detective just not knowing yeah. would drive me insane yeah it'd be bonkers well that's like there's a really the end, I think even though the ending of Zodiac isn't like a perfect like Hollywood ending it is still really really good ending because it's just like it's really well acted yeah. and what happens in the end is really good um, some other stuff uh, actually some, a documentary on here that does have a pretty good ending um, is The Imposter Yes. Um, which basically a, a teenager goes missing in Texas and turns up in Spain or France. Um, like no idea how this guy got there, but it's basically turns out, uh, it's not a spoiler because they, they chuck this out right at the beginning okay. of the film, but it's basically the guy who they pick up is not him, is not the child at all. Right. He's like an, a French Algerian uh, adult who was not born in Texas, but has made like his life in, in, in like impersonating people, um, and he's like this big fraud. Right. But that does have a kind of good ending, though, because... Mm. Do you think they'll ever find Madeleine McCann? No. That should be a documentary. I know. I bet we can make that. They just released... We do, IGN first. <laughs> I don't think we should but make no, that. But like, they've just released a book, haven't they, as well? Have they? It's really awkward. It's like, it's almost... It reminded, I saw a picture of her parents. It reminded me of Gone Girl. Yeah, because right. they're posing for a press picture of this yeah, book, and it's yeah. obviously so many years later. Obviously, you yeah. still, you dare say, you lost your child, but it's yeah. this weird moment. And obviously, so like loads of people accuse them of yeah. doing stuff, yeah. or being involved, or being complicit, or having more information than they've said. Mm. It's that awkward moment where they're posing and they're not smiling, but yeah. it's like it seems weird for them not to be smiling. Cause, yeah, yeah, it's it, the whole thing about that. Be so much weirder if they were smiling. Is yeah. that she has now been with her captors longer than she's been with her family. Oh, which is if alive like, if alive yes she's not alive oh, for god's sakes um, <laughs> oh my god uh, we've talked about the jinx quite a lot on here so I don't think we should talk about it anymore um, but like we did an entire thing like on the TV podcast uh, why you should watch the jinx and why the <clears> jinx <throat> is the best TV show um, of the last year um, but some other stuff like that uh, the thin blue line which like, well, is but, not the Rowan Atkinson one what <laughs> I, that comes you highly remember, recommended he, he, and it's based on real life and that's true crime <laughs> Do you know the name of Rowan Atkinson's character in that? No. Can you remember? Inspector Raymond Fowler. Ooh. Written by? What was the show written by? Was it Ben Elton? Ben Elton. Yeah. yeah. Not Richard Curtis? I think it was just Ben Elton. Yeah. I used to awful, watch that. Awful program. It was awful. It's just, what was that one detective? Where, like, all he used to do was his innuendo. He was like, remember, your cock up, my ass." Constable <laughs> Kevin Goody? <laughs> Is that what it was? I don't know. You know too much about it. <laughs> Um, the Thin Blue Eye is not it's, uh, it's not the Road Atkins okay. thing no it was an Errol Morris documentary about a guy who's in prison for 12 years for killing a police officer and it basically uh, it looks into like the trial and how bad the trial went juries cannot be trusted man right <laughs> like, if I was on trial for something and I <laughs> no, looked at the jury juries like, can't be trusted they cannot be trusted because you think these 12 random people yeah, yeah, yeah. in certain degrees and you know obviously they limit eliminate yeah. certain people on certain grounds but I was watching some of these things over the last year speaking to the people I was watching them, it's like 
I know for a fact, just you know, see it in like the office or just regular life. Yeah. You have bigger characters than others. Yeah. People are more argumentative than others. People who yeah. care more than others. Yeah. You get 12 people together, one or two people with strong conviction could sway yeah. other people. So yeah, people yeah. just want to go home at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. We play, Some people. Yeah, know, yeah. We play a board game called The Resistance now and again at work. And like that is, did you, you played it, right? We did, yes. And like, like it, that's perfect because the amount, if you can just, like I can turn Rory easy like <laughs> calm down like I'm, calm I'm, down I can you're turn not it, all that mate I could, turn, I could turn Rory definitely that way but also like in the, in those games like I don't know I could just because Rory's just nice and he's like I don't know innocent you're like, thinking I, I of a really like, nice way to say gullible yes <laughs> well I think well, I think Rory would admit that he's credulous yeah no. but like I, I think easily impressionable yeah, I think if I was on a, if I was on a jury, that's and why I murdered all those kids. <laughs> I would if I was on a jury, I'd find it really hard to have my mind swayed by somebody else, other than the case. I think I'd be good on a jury. Right? Have you ever done jury service? No. Have you? No. Do you think you'd be good? But I think the yeah, problem I think with I'd, you I'd, I'd, I'd stick to my guns. You'd be quite like locked onto something, and you wouldn't that's have a particularly you, open mind. No, you, I would. I definitely would because of all the shit that I, I've seen. I, I think you'd end you are up going in white, knowing what you're going to go you, for you, before you they do, yeah, said a word. No, no, you do I make do up your mind very quickly. I do, but because of all this stuff that I've seen on different documentaries where the jury just definitely cannot be trusted, I'd be going in there like literally. I'm blank slate, guys. <laughs> Impress me. Tell me what you just think. Don't believe that for a second. I, I honestly would. I honestly would. Because I, I reckon you go in like that. As soon as he or she walks in, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> did it? Did it? Yeah, like stand up, like you do it. Sit down. Did it? Did it? You don't even know what they did. Did it? Did it? <laughs> okay. Look at his eyes. Is all I'm saying. Look at his <laughs> Look eyes. At his eyes. Another like like deeply deeply sad. Um, documentary that where people are accused of doing something and it's quite I mean clearly not it's uh, Paradise Lost um, The Child Murders at Robin Wood Hills which is a documentary about three kids get killed and three sort of goths get blamed for it um, and there's basically no evidence at all other than they're a bit weird aren't they really but yeah it's terrible oh like, and it's a really really sad documentary um, and at the time do I want to watch these bring it back up a bit at the time it was the only film Metallica let Use one of their songs. That's changed now. But okay. <laughs> Mission uh, Impossible Two also uses a Metallica song now. Yeah. So there you go. Sold out. It's great, end, isn't it? Um, also, a different kind of thing, not a documentary, but appropriate adult. Do you guys see this? I've not seen appropriate. It was like a two. You watch a lot of television, man. I watch a lot of crime stuff. Yeah. Just in just case. for when you get that the call perfect up. crime. He's like that. You, you watch that film with is it Sandra Bullock? How's like do the perfect crime? And it's about two like teenagers watching loads of stuff oh, to try and yeah, plot the perfect yeah. crime. Yeah. Are you doing that? I might be. Don't you I? doing that? Are you, do you, you want in? I'm a, yeah, I'm up for it. All right, wicked. Do you think you could <laughs> basically him going up to Roy Gang? Kill that person. Do you think you could commit the perfect? Did you commit the perfect crime? No, I would be rubbish. Would you? Yeah, I would be rubbish at killing someone. Yeah. I don't think I could do it as Would all. you be good under interrogation? I don't know. No comment. <laughs> nice. Um, but appropriate, appropriate Adult was like a BAFTA winning um, sort of uh, docudrama, mall drama, about uh, Fred and Rose West. Um, right. Dominic, uh, starring Dominic oh, I have seen this. West. I thought I was called that. Yeah. I would have called it um, Fred and Rose. Yeah. But it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's really good. It's very good. Uh, Dominic West's performance is great. Fantastic. And there's a bit early on where his dialogue is taken almost verbatim mm. from actual police tape. Yeah. Right. Where he just talks about killing someone in a very matter-of-fact way. Yeah. In horrible fashion. 
and it's just chilling because it's yeah. so yeah and have I you listened can't. back to that tape like yeah. it's bonkers yeah, when you the listen to one. it it's because so, you, right. he's just talking and then he obviously goes into like really horrible detail about the people they're killing you just like you miss it because you're like Cause you, you're not you're not yeah. listening because he's not like delivery in this grandiose way yeah. and there's not music going yeah. yeah he's just like yeah it was like dismembering you know in the basement what imagine if you're the police officer just like huh <laughs> they just come out going, no, I didn't get much. Did you listen to this? Yeah. Um, um, but that's a really, really good one. A f- a f- like, quite a fun one, but... Because <laughs> the well, list so Fred Ro- After Fred and Rose, <laughs> <Ray. laughs> uh, There's another Errol Morris documentary called uh, Tabloid, right. which is about this bonkers woman uh, who is just obsessed with being famous. She was like a, a former Miss Wyoming. Have you seen this? Yeah. Oh, so good. She's like... Watching her... It's on Netflix, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's brilliant to watch because she, you just want to listen to her talk constantly because yeah. the stuff she comes out with is mad. Um, but she was accused... Uh, she basically imprisoned uh, like a Mormon guy um, and like forced him to have sex with her and stuff, all this different stuff. But it's just a fantastic documentary, just her. Right. It's still... A bit more lighthearted, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Tiny, tiny bit. Something to start the um, new year yeah. off with a, with a smile. There's yeah. a good show on Channel 4 recently called The Murder Detectives. Oh, yeah, three part. And it's like um, actual police case in yeah. Bristol yeah. of a young lad who was murdered. I love it. And they were shooting accent. it like a crime drama. Yeah. But it was a documentary. Yeah. And it's so horrible to hear. Like, you heard the mobile phone call to the emergency service from this kid who was stabbed. And you see CCTV footage of him running down the street. And he's just got, you know, he's just like, uh, help, I've been stabbed. And then you hear him trail off and they're like, where are you? And he's, he's just like, fuck. Mm. And he just keeps oh saying, it's just like really disturbing. Right. And it's interesting to see how a real life case unfolds. And it does achieve some sense of resolution. Yeah. But like, for instance, like, they were like, they lift up all the manhole covers and drains. Yeah. Like in all the streets in systematic fashion. And eventually they get to one where they find a knife and they don't know whether it's the knife or not. It's just like, just to find it was amazing. So I thought, you feel like you could hide something if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess there's the dilemma where the police officer explains it. It's like, yeah, you could take, you could drive for miles and miles and yeah. dispose it in a place we'll never find it. Yeah. But then you're keeping it on yourself for longer. Yeah. So there's this like this this gambit. It's like ditch it sooner, so Cut you're your not hands found off. with it. Cut your hands off. Cut your hands off. <laughs> Cut your hands well, off. Well, with the knife. Yeah. Mm. You not thought this you through. You chop my hands off. I'll chop yours hands off. Yeah, but then Central will yeah, find I, us. I might hide it here if I was going to hide. What work? Like a, a weapon or something. Would they come here? Why? Why? Yeah, of course. What? If they were a suspect. Do you think they would find any connection between me and this person? No, no, no. I know that. But if they came, if they came here, they're not going to go, right, um, studio, dig, get all the floorboards up. We're looking for you a You better put it somewhere that has no connection to you, surely. No, I think that they do have connection to you. This in, is in not... your sock drawer. Hide in plain sight. Hide in plain sight. You know what you... This is what you do. You, you kill someone with okay. a frozen leg of lamb... <laughs> And then when the police officer comes around, <laughs> yeah. you cook it for him and he eats it. Oh, That's an old nice. doll story, that. Is it? I don't think yeah. they I don't think they'd stay for dinner though, would they? Yeah, but you like you could just be <laughs> cooking it and they're like, oh they don't know. Just a big icicle. Big icicle. Ice, yeah. Stab Done. someone, melts. Done. Yeah. That's a Jonathan Creek, that. <laughs> that is a Jonathan Creek. Lot room mystery. How did he die? But his trousers are wet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably pissed up. No. Anyway, to, uh, no, I've tasted off, it. There is something coming soon. Um, it's an HBO uh, drama about the O.J. Simpson story, right? Because uh, that hasn't been done enough, and it's called American Crime Story. EDTA. It does it really good. So EDTA. Uh, yeah. So next up, what else is really good? Oh, we went to see Creed last night. We did. What do you think of it? I thought it was excellent. Um, 
it's a, and if you like Rocky movie, like I don't like boxing whatsoever. No, no. I never enjoy the no sport interest. of boxing, but I really like Boring. boxing films. Yeah, right. I think boxing is probably the sport that is the most cinematic in a way. It's yeah. just like one guy versus another guy. Yeah, really dramatic underdog literal underdog lots of contact lots of contact yeah. like the cinderella man and the fighter yeah um raging bull obviously yeah. it's made for really entertaining movies and i really like the original rocky movies and if you like them this is just going to push all your buttons yeah it's by a guy called ryan coogler quite a young guy and he was a big fan of the rocky films when he was growing up with yeah. his dad and he kind of wrote this i think while at film school yeah. it's like a bit of a fan film like yeah. ideal project yeah and it does like same fan film sounds derisory, but it's not. Like it's almost like right here are the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Gi- we'll give you Sylvester Stallone if you want. Yeah, and it's like make the film that you would love to see as a Rocky fan. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. doing that. Yeah. And I guess in some way that a lot of the Marvel directors are Marvel fans. It's mm, like they should do what yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. and it, it manipulates you emotionally because yeah. it just gives you like little flashes of old films well, and little references I'm, and I'm not ashamed to say I think we both were crying pretty much at the end. I was crying I cry yeah. in films all the time <laughs> <laughs> there are moments Sylvester really? Stallone's, <laughs> Sylvester good, Stallone's yeah. performance is brilliant really it's well that's the thing because he's Stallone a good actor Rocky, Rocky okay. like, no, Sylvester Stallone's Rocky I've watched Expendables over Christmas but nobody comes out well in but the, but the Rocky character like Sylvester Stallone as Rocky is mm. really really good but unfortunately they, he hasn't been able to find a way of making a good Rocky film with him in where he's not fighting. Like I thought Rocky Balboa was poor because yeah, he's of fighting. All the fighting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this, he's used and you get all that awesome stuff yeah. like as him, as the character, being really lovely, like you know, his sort of, at the end of his life. But then he's just affecting somebody else's life. Yeah, and no, they bring him in really well. Yeah, and like Sylvester Stone like has been, you know, Oscar winning. Yeah. He's he's a good actor. I know he didn't win for acting, but like yeah. he he's a good actor. And I feel like at a point in his career, he obviously got offered a lot of like action roles. Yeah. And I think he kind of unfairly gets lumped in with Van Damme and Schwarzenegger in terms yeah. of acting ability. Yeah. But he's better than that. Like Copland, he's brilliant in. Yeah. And in this movie, it's a really touching performance. When he talks about like Adrian, or yeah. he talks about like because he was the most. It's really weird seeing him go around Philadelphia, and obviously there's a statue of him in that town. Yeah. Everyone wherever he goes. People call him Everyone Champ. Was, yeah. And they let him into places like the police will let him into cells to speak yeah. to people. Yeah. Like he can go wherever he wants, but he's not incredibly wealthy. Yeah. He hasn't retained a lot of his money. Yeah. So there's something quite sad about the characters. Like really pathetic scenes yeah. where he like goes and visits his dead wife. Yeah. And but he's there's something really charming scene, yeah. about him. Yeah. He plays it brilliantly, I think. It's so a, I've only ever seen the first Rocky film. Really? Yeah. Why? Because you like it, uh, and what you were sort of talking about, I'm like Rocky Two is Apollo Creed, yeah, uh, and then Rocky Three was Mr. T. T. Yeah, it's just like, like, like what well, Chris is saying that there's a plot point for that. Yeah. Like it's right. him like getting enchanted by Hollywood, and he does these silly staged fights. Yeah, um, but I think partly also because I did would lump them in with you know I don't know Rambo and stuff. like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah, not like that at all. Um, although First Blood was a good film, Rambo yeah. too, um, not so. But it's like something about Rocky, like the scenes I love most. It's like it's just a good use of visuals, like motivational stuff and yeah. music. Yeah. Like when the music kicks in and you can hear like Rocky just like giving him like little pep talks. Yeah. It just, just makes you feel really, really good. It's, it's also like, it's a really beautiful looking film as well and right. like really well made. There's a, a really long um, scene which is like an entire boxing uh, match. From backstage? Yeah, from backstage. Yeah. Um, and it's all one shot. Right. Um, it's a knockout. brilliant. Really. And okay. it's really, really good. And the guy like, directing it, he's... Um, 
he's been touted as the director for Black Panther yeah. movie as ah, well. Okay. He's got some serious credentials. It's a, it's a, like it's one of my favorite Rocky films, definitely. The only thing. What about okay? Michael yeah, B. Jordan's that, great. Yeah, but I don't so. think that's a, a glowing report. One of my favorite Rocky films. <laughs> yes. Put in context of, in the but wider. I, but I think Rocky's it is though. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rocky's. Of its type and genre, yeah. Yeah. like brilliant, like yeah. one of the best, like almost the benchmark for like inspirational sports story, like Rocky, like Rocky signifies say, something. Is, that's still quite a niche. Yeah, but like to be, to be good within a genre, I don't think that's that's fine. Yeah. I, okay. I I think it's great to be one of the best of a certain subgenre. Then yeah. it's hard to be one of the greatest movies of all time. But I think like being good within a certain field, that's pretty good. Yeah, is I, it better than Force Awakens? I know that's a ridiculous thing to say. Actually, I think it's a really good comparison, though. Like, it, it, it's a similar sort of thing. Yeah. It's going back to an old series yeah. and giving you little touches and little bursts of things you love that they know will press your buttons if yeah. you're a fan of those movies yeah, yeah. you grow yeah. up watching them. Like, showing you a little, like... So it's not reinventing the world or anything, anything, but it's, it's yeah. kind yeah. of well, delivering Yeah, well, yeah, it's like a modernisation of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, I think in a similar way to say The Force Awakens is just New Hope, it would be unfair to say this is just like an old Rocky movie. Yeah. yeah. It is, it's a really good evolution. It's a, Yeah, it's a, a contemporization yeah. of that formula. The only thing that like, I think is awful about it is for some reason they've decided <clears throat> to use real boxers. And right. the main boxer <clears throat> who he fights over towards the end is a Liverpudlian guy. Right. And he, he's just terrible. He's not very good at acting. And I think like we, we said like there's a couple of scenes actually. There's one bit. I, th- I think he's okay in some scenes. Yeah. I think there's some people like giggling a bit because he has got very for a really big dude he's got a really high yeah. pitched scouse accent <laughs> and like a lot, a lot of the film takes place is set in like Goodison Park yeah. it's like Rocky's like a huge Everton fan so for some reason is he? Sylvester yeah. Sloan not the character Sylvester yeah, Sloan, yeah right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure Rocky doesn't know what Everton is no. um, but a lot of it's best set in Goodison Park um, right. so for us I I guess that's kind of weird for an American audience it's probably they wouldn't even bat an island yeah, yeah, yeah. and they probably yeah. wouldn't think that he's terrible either yeah. whereas for us I think here knowing that he's a real boxer and Maybe hearing they that think accent like, like Goodison Park is like similar to Madison Square Garden or something yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, to be honest at the end it, it, once after the exterior shot it mm. could be Madison Square Garden it's just like it's got a lot it's, it's it's like like tighter yeah, yeah but, but like when it's in the ring you, is that where the fight takes place at Goodison Park yeah, yeah. That's weird. It is, it is weird. kind of weird. It's weird for but us, I, think, I guess. I think but, it's weirder yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Because um, for Americans, it's like a big sports venue in the UK. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the, the fights, like UFC takes place at, like, there's been boxing fights at Manchester City Stadium yeah. and stuff. I guess, like, the, the, I was thinking about this on the way home, like, it's, I guess it leads, like, a bit of credibility to it, but... Mm. I don't want I don't care about that like I guess maybe it gets like a lot of the boxing like people who are really into boxing to come watch but, it because uh, they want to watch like their favourite boxers but do I, it yeah. but I don't I again should yeah. say I don't follow boxing yeah, that closely yeah. but is that guy pound for pound the number one boxer in the world because if I, he's I not so, no. whatever credibility it adds yeah, is yeah. for the people who like boxing surely pitching him as the number one boxer yeah. in the world undermines it if he's not do you know what I mean like, yeah. and also yeah. what it adds to those audience yeah. takes away and also I think like like Michael B. Jordan's not a boxer like he's playing one get another you can tell he, he's, a, he's not a boxer because he's got a better body than the boxers yeah definitely he's a lot amazing of bo- like even the guy who won the heavyweight championship recently yeah. he's not like no. super ripped and like what you Hollywood would think is yeah. boxing yeah. it's just yeah, like yeah. power probably but he can punch through a yeah. brick wall yeah. and he's rough <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Michael B. Jordan like he's such a likeable actor yeah. so 
I know him more from um, we watched Friday Night Lights because yeah. your recommendation. He's in later series seasons of that as a young kid. Yeah, and he's in Fantastic Four. Yeah, so I'm really happy. The first made, series of The Wire. Yeah, I'm right really happy now. he made this film because yeah. he's really just he's a really easy actor to root for. Yeah, no, definitely. But that's really really good anyway. On to some horrendous stuff, guys. After the stupendous, yes. Uh, Oculus Rift announced yesterday it's going to be five hundred ninety nine dollars. Four hundred ninety nine pounds. Four hundred ninety nine pounds, excluding the little hand controllers. The hand controllers, yeah. Like that's the thing. Like when I first saw it, I thought, I don't actually think it's that much. But then you don't get the hand controllers, and as you pointed out, you've got to hook it up to something, man. Yeah. Well, so uh, after the initial announce, <clears throat> um, they said that they'll do a PC bundle. Yeah. For I think it was like one thousand three hundred fifty dollars. Okay. Um, and that's a lot of money. Yeah. Chances are you're already an owner. PC. Well, if you're, they, they, if you're in the market yeah. for an Oculus, yeah. chances are you uh, right now. I completely agree. Also, yeah. it, it, it depends what, at what point it's it going to become. Work with Xbox One, wasn't it? Uh, they the partnership, didn't they? A while back. Well, it's got an Xbox One controller. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, controller, yeah. but I don't know if it's going to work the other way around. I'm not sure. Oh no, the yeah. Sorry, yeah, the partnership was for an Xbox One controller. Yeah. yeah. So you do get an Xbox One controller with a uh, remote bargain on the headset. Um, but, but, but what generally what did people I think it was going to cost it's high well, Palmer, like I said it was going to be about $350 I, I think that is the problem in all of this it's not yeah. that it costs $600 it's because he said whenever it was it'll cost around the same price as the dev kit which is $350 right, yeah. okay. and so it's almost double that and I think that's what people are taking right, umbrage okay, against yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you should never. Have said no, that. No. Should never and he's come anything. out and has since said, "Yeah, yeah, we kind of screwed up there." Yeah, um, but I think you're right. It's it's like proper high end tech. It's doing mm. stuff that nothing else does right now. Of course, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, it'll chip away. Like, like, yeah, guess, well, you look how much 4K TVs were I don't know, even yeah. a year ago, and now you can get them for less yeah. than 500 quid. OLED yeah. is coming down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Toasters, dirt cheap now. Toasters. I don't think they've changed much. <laughs> Breville, um, Breville Pie Makers is still high. Do you remember Breville Pie Makers? My no. friend yeah. uh, and his dad have the patent in, like, they're the only ones that can sell Breville Pie Makers uh, in, Wales. in the UK. In yeah. the UK? Yeah. Well, they've got distribution rights. They have. They've got that in writing. Because <laughs> I'd want to see that. Yeah. That's well, about De- Deborah Meaden. What's, the, what's a, a, a pie maker? You can make a pie, man. You get well, a pie. Like, like, you almost you like, get imagine, imagine the Breville um, toasty machine. Yes. It's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Where you open it up. So you get a pie crust. Right. You put that in it. So in what, like thing. rolled out pastry? Yeah, you can do rolled pastry, but you can buy them as well. Um, so you put that in. Yeah. You can fill it wherever you want. Right. Put the top in the thing, bring it down. In like 10 minutes, you've got a pie. It's a ridiculous idea. Well, <laughs> not if you like pies, mate. Not if you like pies. Well, but I think the do fact you know how much money I've spent on pies? <laughs> the fact is that it's not entered my consciousness. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of convenience foods. That looks awesome. <laughs> so like, I'm showing Alex I, pictures. Of, I like, look, you put an egg in a pie. I like the rope edge crimping. That's nice. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. I always, that looks think, like a professional pie. I used pie. to think that with like Breville Toasty Makers. You know, like you just have to butter the outside of the bread. Yeah. And it comes out with that like, clamshell design. Yeah. Yeah. So it almost looks like a toasty for the bathroom. Yeah. Mm. I, you lose a lot of like toasty space I think what would you put in yeah, there yeah but like because we've got like a posh toaster at home right <laughs> okay. but we've also got one of the Breville ones explain posh toaster well like uh, you get like a, a uh, it's like a cafe press I guess oh, so it yeah. doesn't kind of seal so you, the edges you, you can do a range of you can do a range of paninis for catcher yeah. okay <laughs> but I love I, I want it sealed and have that hard edge around the edge like you know just nibble yeah, yeah. That's my you've really bit. given insight into your home life here like <laughs> yeah. you put a catcher on not using the downstairs toilet because it's just yeah. been neatly crimped yeah. the toilet roll but but really I come from a background of like old school Breville toasters and uh <laughs> 
Uh, Finder's crispy pancakes. We were talking about those the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I've not thought about them for a long time. That was my staple as a diet as a kid. What would you put in your in your ultimate pie? Oh, oh gosh, oh, oh, I'm a big fan of a like a steak and ale pie. Like I do like that. So you mean you could pick your own pick like really good steak and really nice ale? Like yeah, craft beer. Yeah, what a bell end, and then put it in that thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, spend a, ma- a fortune on the on the insides. In the market um, in Blackburn, where I come from, there's a they do something called butter pie. It's just butter. Butter. No, it's, it's actually potatoes and butter. Okay, right. Um, right. I don't know what I'd like. Sausages? I don't know. I why would you, why yeah, you chop sausages? sausages? I love sausages. I'd like to put like, But why in a pie? I've, well, okay, you've put me on the spot. And <laughs> pies have been around for hundreds of years. I reckon like they've probably worked out the best ones. Yeah. I'm trying to come bacon, up with something new. Eggs, black pudding, beans, sausages. Bake it. Oh, oh, an all day breakfast. An all day breakfast in a pie. Oh, those all day breakfast you can get in a tin. Oh, really? yeah, horrible. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but are you going to buy an Oculus Rift? Oh, I <laughs> forgot what you were even speaking about that. <laughs> um, uh, he says, he said on, uh, Palmer Lucky said on um, Reddit yesterday that they're not making any money from the Rift by, by having it that much money. Yeah, because he, he's already got that sweet Facebook money. You don't care. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, like he's saying, like, at that price, they're not making any money. Like that, everyone's saying, oh, well, that's good then. Well, no, that's really bad because I can't afford that, yeah. but I want to buy one. So that means I'm going to have to wait for ages for it to come down because yeah. they have to invent another way of making the Rift. Well, no, but so not necessarily the components. Come down in price. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, the same like, as like PlayStation 4. 3, yeah. Like, okay, it, gets, right. it becomes cheaper to like, make them. It'll happen right. in PS4 and like... Like the Blu-ray was horrendously expensive yeah, yeah, yeah. when PS3 okay, came yeah, yeah, out, which is enough. why it costs what it costs. Also, yeah. I... I Maybe this is bullshit. But if like um, VR becomes a thing and other people start investing and stuff, they'll start making more of these types of yep. components. Mm. That'll drive down oh, okay, price. Yeah, that's fair yep. I guess. Yeah. That work? I'm going to say that works. I, it will definitely come down in price. Also, let's see what happens with Morpheus. Yeah. And obviously that... PlayStation is, VR, you mean? Sorry, yes. PlayStation VR. <laughs> Bloody Project Natal. <laughs> this is it. Like, okay, well, that's fine now. All right. I'm not going <laughs> to... There's more quotes from him, but to be honest. Okay. I think we've nailed it, guys. Good. Um, what's, what else is rubbish? Uh, the only other thing that I was going to mention was uh, Sherlock, which has been a show that I have loved since it started. Uh, I watched the latest episode this week yeah. um, with my wife, and I was so close to just switching off. Yep. Which for... I've switched <laughs> off a couple of Sherlock episodes. Right. But that's a shame because first two series were amazing. Mm. And then... Uh, I think se- those weaker episodes now look much better Absolutely. in retrospect. Season three, uh, <clears throat> I actually thought as a whole was okay. I thought as individual episodes, it didn't work at all. Mm. But when it all pulled together, I was like, okay, I kind of see what you're doing here. But this one off, I thought was a absolute mess. I thought it was yeah. all over the place. It was the case of the... It was confusing. The case of the missing case. Yeah. Like, it's so strange. It's become, I think it started off as a really, a really clear premise. Yeah. Let's do a modern day adaptation of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He'll have a, a case each episode, 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. And brilliant. We'll, we'll weave in like modern London in ways that we can. Yeah. Date yeah. old Victorian stories in ways that we can. Like yeah. Monster of the Week episodes that are almost <coughs> like, almost like film, yeah. self-contained cases. <clears throat> but then there is like a little arc as well. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy for them like to set up Moriarty in little yeah. episodes and obviously build on their relationship, make them closer. Yeah. But I feel like they try to now like feed it into this much bigger mythology. And this episode almost like blows their own rules yeah. which was like be a modern adaptation these go back through time they do all the bits they kind of want to do yeah. Yeah. the actual case I think it's the best, most annoying like you spend 40-50 minutes yeah. have this case outlined for you yeah. and then they just don't care yeah 
So I've wasted 50 minutes of my time watching a case that yeah. is flimsy as hell. Yeah. Well, it finished, and both me and my wife looked at each other and went, what was, was that about? <laughs> I think and, it just got so yeah. obsessed by its just... own, like, lore and stuff. Like, yeah. trying to... Nothing happens in it. No. It's actually no. a pointless episode. Yeah. You get to the end and you go, nothing actually happened of no. Yeah. The mission... I would have been happy just don't try and tie it in like Inception style yeah. just have it have just, it out of the 90 minute weird. one off Victorian setting I'll just go with you for 90 minutes yeah exactly yeah yeah I'm so there and just do a really good spooky supernatural mystery that yeah, turns yeah. out to have a real life like very easy, like brilliant yeah. resolution yeah but the resolution that all suffragettes or women are murderers yeah yeah which is weird yeah the whole thing was weird. Like, when it turned out, like, all the way through, they were like, uh, you know, there's, like, they dropped, like, the mention of the suffragettes yeah, and, yeah. And, and the women's right to vote. And it turns out that all the murders throughout the episode are being conducted by women yeah. part of the secret cabal. Yeah. So what's the message there? Are all suffragettes killers? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but it's, it's got to a point now where when the next full season happens I'm like oh, I don't know yeah. if I can be bothered anymore I, I felt like that after the criminal I like, felt like that after the wedding episode because the wedding episode is terrible anyway but it's also mm. terrible in a way because you get these snapshots of these cases they've done every single one of those yeah. little snapshots yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's easy to make like you know 30 seconds and a title of the yeah. case seem really interesting yeah. all of those were better than yeah. everything yeah. Well, the, the, well this is um, there's a late on Sherlock Holmes story called the Musgrave Ritual mm. and in that there's this kind of throwaway line about one of those cases in the style of that episode okay. where Holmes and Watson talk about um, the case of Riccoletti and the Abominable Bride and right. his bride or something yeah, yeah. and they've seized upon that and go let's elaborate that into yeah. you right. know, let's flesh it out and like explore that case let's give it something which obviously Conan Doyle never did yeah. and they just they just blow it yeah and I they think do, they just don't feel that the talent that is involved with that program. Cons- yeah. And you just think that's insane that it could have gone that far off the boil um, in such a short space yeah. of time. And like, you know, the actual resolution, the problem solving, what was happening in the, the crime that no one could understand. Yeah. Pretty obvious. Yeah. Like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you watch this go, is that it? Well, that's it. Like, I remember in the early seasons when, <clears throat> when you had some of the reveals and it was just like, oh, that's really smart. That's clever. Yeah. And, and then, and then there was some the, kind the, of the like gas final on the hand of the Baskervilles. Was, was mm. it like funny gas? Yeah, like hallucinogenic gas. Yeah. Oh, man, that's you know, always, that's, but yeah. hallucinogenic gas is never a good experience. I've said it before. It's very Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I've said it before and I said it again. It's just a shit Jonathan Creek. That's what Sherlock is. Um, have we got any feedback? Uh, we got three pieces. Um, I'll go first. This is from a friend of the show, Ross Miller. It says, hey. I'm a huge Alien Ridley Scott fan, but I can't get on board with the new trilogy. One of my personal highlights of 2015 was seeing the original movie on the big screen, thanks to IGN. Uh, but even though I enjoyed Prometheus, I can't stop wondering uh, what Blomkamp's vision of the story would have been. Uh, does the upcoming movie excite you, or would you rather see Chateau Copley trying to escape the Xenomorph? Yeah, I'll watch it. I'm not excited by it. No, I'm not excited I'm, by But it. I think that's a good thing. I'm going in with such low expectations. I went to Prometheus with such high expectations mm-hmm. that there's no way it could have... Uh, well, I had thinking. quite low expectations, and it didn't even hit me. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I have quite low expectations yeah. of anything alien-related now. Yeah. So anything that's remotely good, yeah. I'll like. What have you got? That looks really long. I'm just going to read it out quickly. So, um, obviously, end of the year, we recapped our favourite things of the year. This is from um, regular listener Francis Jackson, who's written in with his favourite games. His are five, Xenoblade Chronicles 10, um, or X. X. Um, I, see what I did there? I read it as a number yeah. because... You're um, smart. 
no, because I, I speak Latin. Uh, number four, um, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. Number three, Batman Arkham Knight. Number two, Bloodborne. Number one, Witcher 3. Mm. This is game of the year. Not only is it my game of the year, but also one of my favorite games ever from story to graphics to gameplay. Everything about it is beautifully crafted. It also has some of the best writing and voice acting of any open world game I have ever played. Interesting mm. that Batman is ranked <clears throat> higher than Metal Gear. Yeah, I'd never, it's more fun in some ways. I never put a lot of time yeah, into Batman. It's more focused. Yeah. But the ending is completely unrewarding unless you go for the true ending. That's not spoilery, mm. I don't think. Also, it's, it's fascinating how much we're concerned about spoilers all the time now. Yeah. I know, I know, it's painful. It never used to be like this. No. Never used to be like this. Uh, also, Francis Jackson. This is a Francis Jackson the same show. Guy. Yeah. Same guy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, he wrote in with his best films as well. He loves awesome. ranking stuff, this guy. Okay, number five, <clears> The Martian. <throat> Number four, John Wick, which I still haven't seen. I see. I've not seen The Martian, but I want to. Uh, John th- Wick's great film. Yeah. Number three, X Machina. Great film. Number two, Mad Max Fury Road. Still not sure. seen it. Oh, I'm new. Oh, no. That's really good. Uh, and number one, Whiplash, which is also number, my number one as well. So well done, Francis. Well done is to that you. Whiplash your favourite film? I think so, yeah. Okay. Of last year. I was looking at everything else and I thought, that is the one that, yeah, I've just really enjoyed the most. I that had most that is the one that is... My favorite. My favorite film. <laughs> <laughs> if you have anything you want to let us know, you can do it. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And we shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.